The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Today's is being studied. And we are starting from the Mishnah. Natalla Ummanim. Question gave, uh, let's say, wood or product to an Uman, to a professional, Litakin. In order to fix it, to make a keli. Kil kelu. And instead, they ruined it. Hayavim l'shalim. They have to pay for the item. They have to pay the value of the item. Natan l'harash. They gave it to, let's say, a nagad. Nagad is like a carpenter of some sort. And what they give them? Shida v'teva migdal. These are all different types of kelim. These are all types of vessels. Chess and, uh, and different types of uh, 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 kelim made out of wood. Kelim gedolim letaken in order to fix it. Kelkel and they made kelkul out of it. They destroyed them. Hayav leshalem. So the uman again is obligated to make payment. Habanai shekibel alav destored the kote. He accepted upon himself the builder to break down the wall. Veshiber avarim and in the interim he broke the stones or shehizik or he damaged them. Hayav leshalem again he has to pay. He was knocking on the wall from one side. When I found mitzad ahead, and the wall fell from the other side with the wall that they was not intending to knock down came down as well. So the deen is patur. But if he was negligent because he banged the wall so hard that the wall on the other side came down, so indeed he is going to be hayav. Now uh, let's just go back to the beginning of our mishnah. The Gemara is going to explain that we're talking about a case where a fellow gave the Uman Etzim uh, in order to make a, uh, a vessel. And this guy made a vessel. And after he made the vessel, the keli broke. Okay, so we're going to see exactly uh, that, that, uh, that situation. Or it could be a different situation. It could be when he gave him the actual vessel itself to make some shiputzim on it, to make some tikkun on it, and, it, and he broke it. So we have to see what happened there. Did he give him uh, wood? Or did he give him actually... The keli itself. Now, I said it seems repetitious. Oh, so the Gemara is going to go into all the details of this Mishnah. We begin right away with the Gemara. Amar Rav Aser, Rav Aser says, Lo shanu ela shenatan lechalas shida teva umigdal v'naatz behem masmer v'naatz behem masmer v'shiberan. The case is talking about where you gave the uman a finished product. You gave him already the keli, and all you wanted the guy to do was bang a nail in it, make some tikkun on it. And in the interim, the guy took a finished product, and as he banged the nail in, he broke the whole keli. That's the case where we say the uman is chayav. Haval natan harash. 
But if he gave the carpenter, he gave him the raw product, he gave him the wood, in order to make the Shedat Teva Megdal, and after he made the keli, then he broke it, Patur, the deen is, the Uman is Patur, meaning he only has to pay back the Me'etzim, he only has to pay the value of the word. My Ta'ama, what is the reason? So Gemara says a very important Sevara, which is going to hold through throughout the whole Sugya. Uman Kone Beshevach Keli, the Uman, the uh, craftsman, is Kone, owns the Shvach, the enhancement, of the Kli. That's a Deen. Now we have to explain exactly uh, 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 the mechanics of what this means, Uman Kone Bishvah Kli. So the Mefarshim explain like this. And I'm going to read. Kashir Sukhrin Po'el. When you hire a worker, Lehashbiyah Davar Bimhil Katsub. He's a Kablan, you gave him a certain price. There's $100, I want you to uh, fix the Kili. So there's two ways for us to look at this person that's doing the job. I could look at it, I'm paying you for your tirha, I'm paying you for your work. Just like I hire a worker, so I'm paying him for, uh, for, 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 for the toil that he does. Ela... I set the price at the beginning, so I know I'm paying you for the product, for the final product. Rav was the author of this statement over here, he looks at Kablanut as a person that's hired to do a job, which means he looks at it in a different way. You're not paying me by the hour, you're paying me by the job, you want the results. Mm-hmm. So the shepah that I'm doing, I'm doing it in my, in my domain of mm-hmm. Once already I fix the kli, there's a partnership over here. Mm-hmm. The, the ba'alim have a partnership in it, the wood, and I have the partnership in it, in the fact that I made the enhancement. If returns the vessel it's not the pshat that they're paying necessarily for the work at that point we look at it when he gives it back to finish by he's buying it we look at it as if he's he's selling it to him now because the shiva belongs to the, to the uman and therefore from the uman and they pay him as such Oh, so therefore, comes the Gemara and says that when you gave him a finished uh, product, and that's the case of the Gemara, the Gemara says, Amar of Asa, read again, Lo shanu ela shanatan nechala shaydiyata vamigdal, lena'etz bahem masmed. So you gave him the finished product already. In that case over there, vena'etz bahem masmed, v'shivanan. So then already you gave him the finished product. That belongs already to the Ba'alim. There's nothing to do, I'm not a partner in it. The Umar has nothing to do with it. He just was, he, he broke it. Well, you have to pay the whole thing. But if you gave him this the wood, hey, don't get the job done. Right, so we're partners by the time the item is finished. Now the Gemara is going to improve it. Tenan, we have a Mishnah. Natan la Umanim, you gave it to the Uman. Our Mishnah happens to be the Kilkelu, Hayavim, the Shalem. The Uman has to pay. My love, the Ahiv, the Uhaitzim. 
Oh, must be the case is talking about where you gave him wood. That's what I was uh, trying to, uh, to, to say over here. Question. Which means even if you gave him uh, uh, wood, uh, 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 so therefore we have a, uh, 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 a question from our Mishnah. Lo. Shida teva umigdal. No, I'll tell you the case is talking about where you gave him a sheva teva umigdal, you gave him a finished product. That's why the Mishnah says, Hayab. That's what he has to pay. Oh, Gibran, what do you mean? Can't be. I'm at the Tari Sefa. The second case of the Mishnah said, Sheda teva umigdal. Michlal de resha etzim. It's mashpah from the fact that the second case was a finished product. The first case is talking about wood. And still, you gave him wood, and he made a keli, and he broke it. He's got to pay the whole thing. That goes against Ravaseh. No. The Mishnah is explaining, it's elaborating. Ketzad, give me the case of the Resha. You told me the Resha, Yahayab the Uman. Natan, Umanim, Litakin, Vikit Kikul, Haibim, Lishalem, Kegon. Which means the Mishnah is really discussing one case. Gemara is saying, first of all, number one, when you give something to the Uman, the Uman's on the hook. He's got to pay for the whole finished product. Kegon, give me a case. I'll give you the case. They broke it. Oh, so there was not two cases in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is really one case. So Gemara says, It makes sense to learn like that. The Ketzad Ketani. That we're learning the Mishnah in a Ketzad way. That the Mishnah first gives us the Deen, and then gives us an explanation of the Deen. The case. Ketzad. What's the case? Because if you tell me the opposite, you tell me that the Resha is talking about, you gave him wood. Then the Mishnah, what's the Mishnah saying? Let's speak it out ourselves. Let's speak it out ourselves. The case is talking about where you gave him Wood, oh, and what? He made a keli, and even in that case, the Mishnah tell me that the Uman has to pay full price. Exactly. exactly. Even the case where you gave him wood, you're telling me that the guy has to pay back the full product, and we're not going to say that the Uman is koneh b'shvach. And you have to tell me where the guy gave him the finished product. Kochikini has to pay back. So, so therefore it makes sense to say that Mishnah is not talking about two cases. Because if Mishnah was talking about two cases, you don't need the second case. It's obvious. If it seems he has to pay back the full product, it must be the Mishnah is working with a Kitsad style. The Mishnah tells me the first case, which, which is blank. And the Mishnah says, what's the first case? No, no, no. If that's your whole proof, you have no ra'aya. Which means, we agree with Rav Aser, but don't tell me that you're conclusively uh, stuck to learn the Mishnah in that way. Because I could tell you the Mishnah a different way. I could say, Tana Sefa Resha. I could tell you reverse. I could tell you the Sefa, the Mishnah, which is talking about Teva Shedao Migdal, comes to reveal to me what the first case of the Mishnah was. Meaning, because I would have learned stuff. If I was in the first case of the Mishnah, Natan the Uman. Doesn't say what? Natan the Uman in the Taken. I was in for sure that's talking about Teva Shedao Migdal. Finished price, that's what he has to pay. Abad, it's him. No. So I would say maybe it's him. No. So Tana Sefa Shedao Teva Migdal. Mechlal de Resha, it's him. Vafiduachi, I have the Shalem. So therefore, I could have said that, no, that really I tell you that the Sefa is coming to reveal on the Resha. Which means, Rabbi Seh, we agree with you, you're right. 
But don't bring it ayah conclusively from our Mishnah, because right. I could tell you that the Rishaz Itzim, the Sefa is Teva Sheva Medudal, and it had to say in that way, because you would have thought that the Rishah is talking about Teva, and uh, therefore they had to say the Sefa is talking about Teva, therefore I go back to the Rishah is talking about Itzim, if you cannot make your Kava Omer. In any event, let's just review the points, because this, this is the key of the whole Sugya. Rav Aseh is teaching us Chedush again. A guy goes to Uman. He's paying him. He's paying him for a job. <laughs> and what? He tells him that he wants him to make him a keli. Gave him wood. Let's give the case we gave him wood first. <laughs> gave him wood. So now what's the situation? The Uman fixes it and he makes it into a keli. Oh, and that, you know, over there. And what happened? He broke it in the end. Oh, he broke it in the end? Well, so therefore he just has to return back. It seems. You give back the fin- Why? Because again, the rule, Uman Kone Bishwakli. Listen, you gave me wood. I worked it. I, I fixed it. I did all the, uh, the tikkunim over there. You're paying me for a finished product, but by the time I'm selling it to you, it's a new item. And therefore, already I'm a shutaf. So therefore, I broke it, so I broke my own item. So I'll pay you back the wood. Mashiach, when you gave a finished product, what's the question? You gave me your item. So now I broke your item, so therefore, I have to pay. That's the deal. I've got it. Comes the Gemara and says, "Lema misayele." Now we're going to go bring a host of proofs for of Asif. Let's bring it ayah. Anoten semer la sabah. You gave uh, wool to the dyer. Vikdi ho yore. What happened? He burnt it in the kiln. Right? They soak it into this fiery pot, the cauldron, and they burnt it. Noten lo demet samro. So he's got to pay him back the value of the tzemet of the wool. So what I mentioned the yuk. Demet samro in. Demet samro vishbacho lo. Oh, so you see, only have to pay back the amount of the tzemet. But the amount of the tzemet plus the enhancement, which means the the dye, you don't have to pay back. And the Gemara says, La... Must be we're talking about a case where you burnt it after it fell into the cauldron, which is first of all it became dyed. It got its color. It got its sheva. Because you see, only has to pay back raw wool. The same case. Same case. Again, I got a product of wool. And what happened? I went and I enhanced it. How did I enhance it? I dyed it. After I dyed it, now that is I broke it. What's the I broke it? I burnt it. What's the deen in the Mishnah? Give back raw wool. Oh, what's the explanation? Um, exactly. So we see a ra'ayah for Rav Aseh. That Uman koneh b'shvah kli Rav could support himself from a b'ferush Mishnah. Kebara says, no, not so fast. Amar Shemuel, achemim ha'askenan. He burnt it immediately in the cauldron before the dye even went in it. And therefore there's no shevach, so you can bring no ayah over here. It's like he gave him wood, and he broke the wood before he even did anything, before he even made it a keli. That's the case over here. So the, the, what do you bring in the Vasei over here? The only way you can prove that Vasei is you bring me a case where there's shevach. But in this case there's no shevach. He burnt the item immediately. So he us, oh, avalik diho. So the Gemara is asking according to Shemuel. Shemuel, you came along and you gave me a nice interpretation of this Mishnah. Now what would be if it's a case oh, that What would be the other way, Shemuel? What would you hold the other way? Let's talk about a case we wanted to know. You where you, you die. die at first and then you burnt it. What are you going to say? No, then no, demes samrov 
What are you going to tell me, Shmuel? You're going to hold, you got to give him back everything? You got to give him back Semer and the enhancement which means against Rav Aser? Lema Shmuel, let let the Rav Aser? You tell me Shmuel doesn't like Rav Aser? Is that possible? So Gemara comes along and says, what's the problem, by the way? By the way, maybe he doesn't like Rav Aser. So the second that she says, Lema Shmuel, let let the Rav Aser, who idu me'adeluk me'ba'achi matnitin, who ma'ash ta'lo'a abdinik Rav Aser, that kamanak Shmuel b'dineh. Which is, once I find out that Shmuel argues in Rav Aser, Take out of Aseh, because we have a halakha. Halakha kishmuel bedineh. We follow Shmuel in dineh mamonot. He was the expert in dineh mamonot. So therefore, hold it. I got to know what Shmuel holds. The gabed the shiva business. You telling me that he learns the case. Oh, where there was no shiva. He burnt it on, on site immediately. Oh, and if he didn't, and let's say he made the shiva, you tell me he has to pay back everything. You're telling me that Shmuel goes against the Yosef? So we're going to go like Shmuel then. There's no business of Sheva. Yomarat says, Amalecha Shmuel, Achabim Ha'askinam. No, you have no raya at all to anything. Even on the diuk, you can't get me. Why? Kegon detsemer v'samanim de ba'alabayit. Which means all the goods belong to the ba'alabayit. This the wool, it was the ba'alabayit's dye as well. V'sabah, Agar yadehu de shakil, which means all he did was is he hired him, which means he hired him in order to 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 get paid for his work. The sabbat, that's the dyer. Agar yadehu shakil, he's getting the mischirut. Oh, so therefore, wait. Doesn't go. So therefore, nothing to do with shvah, which means the reason why he's got to pay back everything is because all the goods belong to the Ibalabai. Yeah, he's a hired guy. You're using my wool, using my dye. So therefore, you got to pay back. In a case where the dye belongs to the to the Balabai, you have no raya. So he was right. What are you talking? If that's the case. It shouldn't say notendo demes samro v'shapho. It should say he's got to give him back the tzemer plus the plus the die. Look at the Rashi. Mm-hmm. Rashi says amalecha. Uh, Let's go back to the amalecha. Amalecha hamat nitin demash madiyik diak lechad nefila yehiv denami demes shapche. Kegon, you know what the case is talking? Shesemir v'semanim de ba'alabayit. Everything belongs to the ba'alabayit. De aleka lememar uman kone b'shvach keli. What are you talking? Uman kone. I'm only kone on my enhancement, on my stuff, but I'm not kone on the other guy's stuff. De semanimu de b'shvachale v'sabah sachil b'almo. Vaday uman shesemanim shelo kone b'shvach keli. Which really, I'll tell you, when it's the uman's Samanim, but that is Koneh Bishvachili. However, this case is different to where so don't, don't put me against Rav Asi. I agree with Rav Asi. It's just that this case of is talking about a situation where these, these, these Seva belong to the, uh, to the owner. Ve'en Mishlam Ilda Mishlam Ro. So comes the Gemara and says, Iachi, if that's the case, it should have said that what? That the Uman has to pay back the Mishlam Ro Samanim. In the first case, when we learned the, when you learned the Mishnah, it says, Vikniho Yore, Notenu the Mishlam why does he have to give him the Mesamro? Yeah, in the first case. The, the case of the Mishnah. Higdiho noten no de Mesamro. Hold it. I got to return back the Semanim also. The Semanim don't belong to me. Ela, you can't learn the case like that. Right. Oh, so it must be back to the case the way Shemuel learned it. We're still the way he burned, which really all the stuff belongs to the, to the Uman. Oh, and what did he do? He burnt it immediately. Oh, so forget what I made it to you, and all that. Oh, so what put Shemuel against uh, Navaset? Don't, don't, don't go so far. Ela Shemuel dechoye kamadhele, which is all Shemuel was just trying to say. 
You have no ra'ayah from this Mishnah. I agree with that, by the way. But you want to bring a ra'ayah from this Mishnah over here? No, I can you tell you. Yeah, I could knock it off. Doesn't mean I, I, I disagree with the say where you're starting to get me all the you can you get? <laughs> the Rebbe is right. Uman kone bishrakli. I, you want to tell me from the case of the Sabbath? I could argue and tell you it burnt immediately, where there was no Sheva. Don't come along there and tell me, oh, and if there was a Sheva, hey, don't go that far. I'm just telling you, I agree with everybody. Don't, don't tell me where I have from this question. Nah. Oh, so we go somewhere else. Comes again like that. It's a question now. Question on the Asetashema Anotein Talito Le Uman. He gave his Talit to the Uman. Gamro, he finished it, he did his work on it. And he told him, okay, it's done, come pick it up. Right? And the guy, he didn't pick it up, he told him, uh, ten days he came, ten days later. Well, says the person has to pay the worker on the same day that he finishes the job, you got to pay him. You cannot leave it until the... Well, you got to pay him immediately. So the Gemara comes it depends. If the guy finished uh, uh, at night, you have to make sure that you pay him before the morning. If he finishes in the day, you have to make sure you pay him before the night. The point is, but if he told them, it's ready, come pick it up. So until he picks it up, he's not Hayav uh, in, in, in the uh, in the business. Like a watchman or sort of. Oh, so comes the Gemara and says, Oh, but he gave it to him now. Hey, gives him the item back, midday. Once sunset comes, okay, good, which means the baltalim doesn't kick in until he actually gives you the goods. Once I get the goods now, pay me for the items. So now the Gemara says, wait. Hold it. If you're telling me that the uman is kone bishvakili, I only have to pay a worker on, on the same day. But I don't have to pay if I'm buying an item. Yeah. If I'm buying an item, so I owe you money. So therefore, I can pay whenever I want. I'm not over on Baltalin. There's no Baltalin. I'm buying an item now. That was Mishubah. Ella, you see what? The Pshad is, it's not Uman Kunevish Vakili. Ella must be, he's a regular Sakhir, he's a regular worker. And he did the Shvah, the Shvah is my Shvah. And I'm coming to get my item back. My item back, so I gotta pay the workers on time. That's the Gibraltar's question against Lavasa. Amara Mori Beredraf Kahana. No, Bigardad de Sarbela de Leka Shvaha. Back to the old answer. We're talking about a case where there's no Shiva. He gave him a talit. When he told them to do something to the talit, to make it a type of shawl, where you don't need any enhancement, there's no enhancement over here. So there was nothing to talk about when you bring the raya. Oh, you see, the shvach belongs to the owner. There's no shvach over here. He gave him a talit that she says to go make begardad sarbela flukir begadim. It's a type of, uh, it's a type of begad, a type of garment. Okay, yeah, exactly, something like that. We, we don't need to be, make a, a, a shebah. So comes the Gemara and says, So, 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 if there's no, so what are you giving it to him for then? If the, so, what do you, you give it to an Oman for a purpose? So, you must know, You gave it to me to soften it. Oh, you gave it to soften it. That's the Sheva. Which is, you obviously gave it to the guy to do something to it. Right. So you gave it to him to solve it. So he solved it. He solved it. There's the Sheva. So back there. What do you see? What? That you're not, that, that if you don't pay him on time, you're over on uh, Baltanin. Oh, so you see what? That against them, I said that the Uman is not Koneri Sheva. Kebra said, Lord, Serikha, De Agre, Libiche, 
The Gemara is talking about you hire him to step on it, to trample on the talit, to make it soft. Oh. That's what he did, they would trample it. So the Gemara says, Bitcha, Bitcha, Bimaata. And you paid him by the trample. Bitcha, Bitcha, which means you told him, every time you step on it, I give you a dollar. Which means I'm paying you by the, how many, many times you trample it. Therefore, Dainu, Sikhirut. And therefore, this is a simple case of Sikhirut, which means you're hiring the guy. That she says, the Betushe, the Sakhro, Lidarka. You hired him. To trample, as she says, and you gave him a set price for every trample. Right? Every time you trample, I give you a ma'a. Which means our whole discussion of Uman Kone Bishwakli was talking about where he's a kablan. Which is, I'm paying you for the job. <coughs> oh, when you pay for the job, then we had two ways of looking at it. Who owns the finished product? But not when I pay you. Not for the finished job, but I pay you for specific uh, 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 items. I'm hiring you for specific work, which means for every jump on the, for every trample, I give you a dollar, I give you a ma'a. That's something what the Kuman Kone Bishvakili, Oman Bishvakili is talking about, where you're a worker, you paid finished product. This wood, I want you make me a, uh, make me a, uh, a table. Uh, so I worked, he worked, he worked, I'm paying you for the finished product. Oh, in that case, we have a question. When the finished product comes, who does it belong to? Is it the owners? Is it the Uman? Oh, that's where the Basir comes in. But not in the case of I'm hiring a guy for a specific job and I'm paying him, not for the finished job. I'm paying him for each job. That's called the Sakhir. So don't bring me Raya to this subject. Oh, but the Gemara goes on the side point now. Ulmai de Salik Adatin, Me'ikara, de la Agrel But you thought in the beginning, you thought in the beginning was a regular case of Kablanut, where you gave the guy. Uh, the talet to enhance. What you thought in the beginning, we know we rejected it, but let's go back to the Havamina. When you thought the case was a talet, where it was enhanced and all that, what do you see from here? Messiah and Rav Sheshat. What did Rav Sheshat say? They bow, me name Rav Sheshat. Kablanut, over, Allah, Meshum, Baltalin, or Enu, over, Ramadu, Rav Sheshat, over. Oh, they had a stomach question. When you hire a guy, be Kablanut. Hire a guy to do the job. Right? Finished product, I'm paying you for the job. Finish the product, I'll pay you. Is that subject to the law of Baltalim? That you have to pay the work on time. Maybe when the Torah says, Torah uses the word Sakhir. Sakhir means, I paid you, uh, I hired you, uh, do this uh, uh, job. Every time uh, you do this, I'm going to give you a... Uh, 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 a guy go, 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 goes, pays him by, 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 by the hour, let's say. Yeah. So in that case, over there, Torah says, by the end of the day, you better make Hajmom with him and pay him for all his hours. But, who says that the law of Baltalim applies to well, I'm giving a guy... Not paying him by the hour. When I'm paying you by the job, who says the law of Baltalin applies? Rabbi Sheshat came up and said, by the way, it does apply. Because Nahava Amina, when we thought the case was talking about Kablanut, the Mishnah the clearly says that there's a Inyan of Baltalin. So therefore you see that Rav Sheshat has a Ra'ayaf in this Mishnah, at least according to the Havamina, the way we learned. The Masih, we're not learning that. The Masih, we're learning the guy's paying him by the hour. Right. That guy's paying him for, 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 you know, not for the, for the job. But in the Havamina, when we thought he was paying him for the job to fix his talit, and we said that you're a bad talit, so you have an ayah for Rav Shishat that says the batalit applies even to Sikhirut. Oh, that's the next line of the Gemara. So Gemara says, Lema de Rav Shishat, Peliga de Rav Aseh? You want to tell me that Rav Shishat argues on Rav Aseh? Because again, if you're going to tell me you're a bad talit, 
So that means that we're not going to say Uman Kone Bishvah Keli. Because if you say that Uman is Kone Bishvah Keli, so you're buying it from me. Buying it from me is not Baltalin. The fact that he says there's Baltalin by Schirut must be that he argues against Abbasir and says that the Uman does not own the item. The item belongs to the Baalabai, and you're a worker. If I got to pay my workers on time, so that you want to say this to him, whatever Shishat holds against Rav Aser. Don't, don't, by the way, when he set his law on a worker that you're paying him for a job, that if you don't pay him on the day that you're being over baltalin, he was talking about not a case where he gave the stuff to a, a carpenter where he enhanced it. He didn't get involved in that case at all. He was talking about a mailman. What's mailman? He gave a guy a letter. Go deliver the mail. I'm not paying you for your hours. I'm paying you for the final job. Get the mail delivered and I pay you. Once he delivers the mail, now already I have to pay, even though it was sikhirut. So don't bring me the ayadah for the fact that the Bashir says that by kablanut you are there on Baltalin, that you want to get that involved, that, that Uman is not koneh bishvah Nothing to do with Uman koneh. He wasn't talking about a case of Uman koneh bishvah He was talking about a mailman. Mailman is no shvah over there. So therefore I can tell you really Rav Sheshat holds like Rav Aseh in a case where you would actually give a Uman uh, wood and he would enhance it. In a khrib, there's no Baltalin in that case over there. Because Baron, he's, he's selling it to you. Selling it to you, there's no Baltalin. Oh, but you said that Kaplanut is Baltalin in the case of a mailman. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, no shvach over here. Good. Comes the Gibran and says, Lema ketana Let us say over here that this subject is indeed a mahloket amongst the Tanaim. What subject are we talking about? The deen of Uman Kone Bishwakli. This subject of Rav Asif. Okay, Aseli Shiraim Nizamin Vitabaot Vikadesh Lach. A lady comes to a guy. Do me a favor, make me all different types of jewelries. Make me some jewelries over there. Vikadesh Lach, and I will uh, be Mikadesh to you. Which means she gave him the gold. She gave him the goods. He's a jeweler. Make me earrings, make me a ring, and so on and so forth. So and uh, you know, so you give it back to me, you give it back to me, and I will be Mikadesh with the Sakhar. It costs money. It costs money to work. There's Chirut over there, right? It costs money. Well, so with that money uh, that uh, cost you to make it, uh, you're not going to charge me. That would be the uh, Kiddushin. Of course, now the man has to say this. She could right. make the deal, but before it's over, he has to have the condition. In any event, so comes to Gabriel and says like this. Uh, look at the Rashi, please. Aseli Shirin, Tzimidin. Tzimidin is like bangles and things like that. Mishiri, I'm giving you the gold. Vekadesh lekab b'schad pe'udatecha. Perfect. B'schad, the money that it cost you, the effort to work, that's the Kiddushin money. Kevan sha'asa'an, mekudeshet. Once he makes it, mekudeshet. Devrer bimeir. V'achamim omrim, ena mekudeshet ad shiyagia mamon, until the money gets to our hand. Now, the Gemara, before we can make any analysis over here, we got to know what does it mean, the money? Which money gets to our hand? My mamon, ma oto mamon. Maybe it means he's not Mikudesh until he gives her the ring, until he gives her the actual jewelry. Maybe that's what the Achimim are coming on to say. So it comes the Gemara and says, Mikhlat, that means Samar, oto mamon, lo? What do you mean? And the Bibi says, the Kiddushi will happen even before she gets back the ring? Impossible. 
אלא במים מקדשה. So there was the Kedushin. There's nothing, there's nothing, nothing tangible of it. Everybody agrees the Kedushin is not going to be hal until he actually gives back the ring. Until he gives back the finished product, the jewelry. אלא פשיטה מי ממון. You know what ממון means over here? ממון אחר. The guy took raw product, he took gold. He fashioned it, he worked, he's a kablan, he made the, 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 the ring. He gave her the ring back. mamon doesn't mean the ring. Ring badai you gotta give back. Mamon ahir. The ring plus? Another piruta. Oh, that means according to the B, let's get facts first. You just gave back the ring alone without a piruta. Without a piruta. Oh, so now we have to analyze what's the situation. We don't know the case yet. We need a lot of information before we can even understand what in the world is going on in this case. The Gemara has to establish to us many, many principles. Number one. Oh. That's the first subject over here. What is Yishna Lishchirut Metchila Ba'atzof? We have a Machloket throughout the Shas in the following way. I hire a guy to work for me, okay? So I pay him uh, for the job, right? How do I look at it? When am I obligated to pay him? Am I obligated to pay him a lump sum at the end? Once he finishes the last bang, now it hits me, I owe him a thousand dollars. Or do I say no, like the Gemara says, Yeshna schirut mitchila v'atsof. It incurs. The guy works for ten minutes, I owe him a dollar. And the schirut keeps on accruing. accruing as the guy's working. So the Gemara says, in this opinion, everybody holds, The schirut accrues as the guy is working. Okay. I'd like to read that in Rashi for a second. He worked the peruta's worth. Oh, now let's stop. Read one more line. We have another rule. A lady, you cannot mekadesh a lady with a loan. Which means what? I lent a lady money. And you tell okay? her to keep it? And, ah, and I come along and say, mekadesh that money, keep it. Uh, that money over there is gone already. Which means Second you're not allowed to mekadesh a lady b'malveh. Oh, so then, in this case over here, if you say that Yishnal is Chirut Mitchila Ba'atsof, so at the end of the job already, the money that uh, this lady, she owes me already. She owed it to me already from the first five minutes that I was working. So when I tell her, with the work, the work is considered a malveh because it was owed already from before, every second already. She's owed. She owes the money. She owes the money. She owes more money. So therefore, we want to understand the case. Give me a case. So where's the Kiddushin? If you say, Yishnal is Chirut Mitchalah V'atsof, and you're telling me that Mikadesh B'malveh is not Mikudeshet, so give me the case, how in the world can this lady be Mikudeshet with the Chirut of the product? The Yomara says, My love, Be'uman kone b'shvakli kamepalge. You know what the subject over here is? The husband, this guy, future husband, he's working on the diamonds, he's working on the gold, whatever it is. We, she gave him a raw product. Do we say that Uman is koneh b'shvakili or not? At the finished product, who owns the item? Oh, did it be me? Uman koneh b'shvakili. 
That's why all the Bimir says, you just have to give back the item. Mm-hmm. And you're being Mekadesh with the item. Because the item belongs to who? To me now. To the husband, to the, to the, to the, to the Mekadesh. However, No, this Kli belongs to the lady. So when you're giving it to back, this item is hers. You cannot be Mekadesh with that. The money is a Malveh. So wait, 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 how you give me Mekadesh? Oh, that's why he says you have to give the item back with new money. That's what the banan said. You got to give back the item plus a peruta. Because why? Because the peruta is back in the kiddushin. Didn't we say before that they become partners if he gives a piece of wood? Oh, that's the mahlo- oh, so that's what the Gebra said. It's a mahlukhi, you see. That was Rav Aseh. Right. So Gebra said, that item of Rav Aseh is subject to a mahlukhi in the Tanaim. Let's review this. Let's re- she has to pay him for the work. Oh, she does? But, that, but she's not paying. She said, the money that I owe you for the work, that will be the Kiddushin. So the Gibbara says, wait, wait, wait. Let's see, let's see how this is working. Meaning, I, let's, let's speak it out. We're not reading inside. Let's speak it out. We have a lady. She wants to get married to this guy. She went, she has gold. You know what? Do me a favor. You're a Uman. You know how to make silver, gold, jewelry. Here's these uh, gold. Make me a ring. Make me all these items over there. And uh, I'll be Mekadesh to you with that. Because with what? what what's the, where's the Kedushim? So the Rabbi Meir says, once he gives back the item, Mekodesh it. Hakarim come along and say, no, no, no. You got to give back the item plus. What are we talking about over there? Are you being Mekodesh with the, the money that she owes him? It cannot be. Because that's a Malveh. You cannot be Mekodesh the Malveh. Because since, as he's working, Right? As he's working, every it's time he works, uh, she's owed. She owes him. She owes him. She owes him a dollar. She owes him two dollars. She owes him. So already, by the time the product is over, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a loan over here. You cannot be mekadesh with a loan. It's got to be new money. It's got to be new money. No, it's a loan. It's a loan, but she has to pay him. But that cannot be kedushin. The kedushin is not. So so that's not coming from there. It's not coming from the money of the schirut. Because schirut is a malveh. Beautiful. So take that off the table. Okay, where, where else can it come from? Oh, so must be it's coming from the item. The item, when he gives back the item. Oh, the item? Well, the hold on. The, who, who, who belongs to the item? Oh, so must be the Bimi'ir, Hosek Rav Aseh, that Uman Kone Bishvah. So when he gives back the ring, I'm giving back something belongs to me. Arayat Mikodesh, Chitli with the ring. Rabbanan come along and say, no, you got to give back the ring plus. Oh, because they must hold Uman Eno Kone, the ring is hers. Therefore, I'm giving back something that where's the Kiddushin? He'll have to give her another peruta. To that, the Gebra says, Oh, so I found the Mahlouk at Tanaim. To that, to that, the Gebra comes along and says, Lo, no, I don't have to learn like that. I have many options to learn this Mahlouk without getting involved in the Uman Kone Bishvakeli business. I can say, Lo, the Kone Alma in Uman Kone Bishvakeli. Very simple. You know, I can very easy. Take, take the Uman Kone off the table. You know how you, the Mahluk is over here? How do you look at Sikhirut? When I'm working, Rabbi Meir is going to hold that Sikhirut doesn't accrue till the end. So if it's not a Malveh, so if when I give back the item, Already I'm giving back the item. Now the shirut, the money is here. The money that is owed is not owed. It's here now. I'm being Mekadesh with that money that she owes me. Mashi'ikir Abbanam will say, you give back, they got to give new money. Because they owe the that shirut mitchilah v'adsof. So nothing to do with Uman Konevish Fakli. The mahluk is shirut mitchilah v'adsof. I'll give another answer. V'ibayat ima, t'ikul ha'ama yishna l'shirut mitchilah v'adsof. 
I can say that really everybody holds. It's a malveh. Zchirut goes from the beginning to the end. Yes, no zchirut chavatzot. Ve'achem mekadesh b'malveh kamei pasgir. Oh, the machlokin is can you be mekadesh with a malveh? It's not the machlokin. The rabbi meir is somebody mekadesh b'malveh mekudeshin. Ve'rabbanan somebody mekadesh b'malveh mekudeshin. Very simple. Really, zchirut starts from day one, from the first minute he's working. It's alone. By the way, the meir says you can do your commission alone. And the rabbanan says you can't. That's why you got to give money. Third answer. Rava Amad, the Kodama Yishtan is Hirut, Pitana Varatsov, with the Kodama Kazmove, and I'm a Kudesh. I can tell you what, everybody holds Yishtan is Hirut, Pitana Vasu Kosu, and they get to the end. And everybody holds that Mikadesh Mazve, no good. With the Kodama, in Uman Kone Bishwakli. And everybody's going to hold that what? The Uman doesn't own it. So where's the Kedushin then? He put in some stones and gas. Exactly. He, he, he put an extra diamond, an extra uh, item on the uh, on the thing. So let's let's just talk outside for a second. And then I'll read it inside. Which means when he's giving her back the, the ring, she's getting the ring back. Okay. Now let's go. cannot be working because schirut is mitravat. So everybody holds malve is no good. So it's not talking about on that stuff. Okay. On the ring itself, in Uman Kone Bishvakli, it cannot be the ring either. Because it's not his, it belongs to us. So where's the Kiddushim? Oh, he added a little item on it. Now, here's the subject which we're going to get into now. When I give a lady a ring back, so now she's getting back two things. She's getting back the Schirut, which means I'm not charging her for the, for the, for the work. work. That's Melveh. But she's also getting a... Piruta, she's getting an extra item. So the question is, how do you look at that? When you give somebody Malveh and Piruta, is her mind under Malveh as well? If her mind is under Malveh as well, then already no good. But if her mind is only under Piruta, then it will be good. I'm telling you to quickly, we'll read it inside now. We don't have to read it, say it out, so we can read it inside. When he gave it back to me, what did he give up? He gave her Piruta, but he also gave it back the loan, which means. So now, let's talk, let's talk straight. With the nofich on it, with the item on it, now, in her brain, she said, Wow, look what I'm getting. I'm getting tremendous value. I'm getting this nofich, I'm getting this piece of plus. I don't got to pay the, uh, the debt. So the Bimir says, her data is the Kiddushim will be hal on the Piruta pot. Mekudeshit. Her da'at is also on the Malveh. No good. Once already it's on the Malveh, the Piruta is not going to work. Because Malveh doesn't work. And therefore her da'at's got to be dafka on the Piruta. That's why what does Rabbanan say? You give back the ring and money. And money. In order to get rid of the, uh, the situation. Uflukta da'ani which means this subject over here is no uh, to the following mahluk. Netanya, b'schar she'asiti emecha ena mikudeshet. Very good. A guy comes along and says b'schar she'asiti emach. That would be emach, correct? I work for you. You owe me the money. But that's schar mikudesh. Give me ena mikudesh. That's a malve. B'schar she'ase emach. Oh, but in the schar that I am going to. Uh, do for you. you. Already he establishes from the beginning, Mikudeshit. Okay, look at Rashi. Oh, one is a straight loan, and the other one is. A what is a future, future item? Some type of future. Rashi says, 
בסחשי עשה עמק מקודשת. Let's go back to אינה מקודשת. Fourth line. הואיל וכבר יעזירו לה והוא מלווה גבה. Right, you return the item to her, now she owes money, that's a straight up מלווה. בסחשי עשה עמך, right, in the סחדה I'm going to do for you מקודשת, ואינה לזכות אלא בסוף. Because this opinion holds, אין לזכות אלא בסוף, the שכירות doesn't accrue till the end, וכי מעדה להניעה להם וקדשה לבסחרו. The, when he gives back the item, that's when the money is owed, and therefore it's okay. So therefore, if he does it in, 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 after it happens already, or you owe me money, or you owe me money, to, 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 to be mekadesh with the money you owe me, too late. But the money you're going to owe me, so if you owe that, schirut happens at the end, so if I finish working for her, when I give you the up, that's when the money is owed, bingo, I can be mekadesh on the spot. So give us the binatan omer, v'schar sheyaseh imach, and I'm mekudeshet, even future is no good, v'kul sheken v'schar sheyaseh imach, and kul sheken on the past. What's the logic? I'll go to Ashi. בזכר שיעשה עמך אין המקודש. כאן סברים ונתן ישנן זכויות מתחילה ועד סוף. Oh, very good. רבי נתן אביסי holds, זכירות אקרוז from the beginning to the end. So that even if he says, in the, in the, with the money that you're going to owe me, it, it, starts, it starts right away. And then what's considered a malveh. ורבי יהודה הנשיא אומר, באמת אמר. ואני תמיד אומר, באמת אמין זאת ההלכה. בין בזכר שעשיתי עמך, ובין בזכר שיעשה עמך, אין המקודשת. ואם הוסיף לה נופך משלו, או ברפי ארד, An item, an extra nofek, an extra piece in the jewelry, mekudeshet. So now the Gemara is going to explain the three-way machlokot. Let's just review quickly in our brains. You have three opinions. You have three opinions. Tanakama, Rabbi Natan, Rabbi Yehuda. Let's review Tanakama. Tanakama's opinion, he makes a haluk between with the schar that you owe me, no good. Schar that you will owe me, good. Because that way, holding yod yishna l'schirut lebasof. So therefore, if his schirut doesn't hit to the end, so therefore I can come along and say, when I give you back the item, it will be mekudesh to me, because the schirut hits at that point. The bin atan come along and says, it doesn't matter. Ben, and what you owe me, and what you're going to owe me, no good. Because he holds, yes, the schirut t'chida ve'ad, so therefore every second it's a malveh, no good. And if you would not come along, and it agrees with that, but he just said, but if you put an extra nofich in there, you're going to be mekudesh. So give him an explanation. So the bin atan would agree with Rabbi Yudah about that. Oh, no, that's where the argument is. That's what Gabriel says. Ben Tanakamal Rabbi Natan Ika Benayu Sechirut. The first two opinions, Tanakamal Rabbi Natan, where it's clear what the Mahlokan is. Is the Sechirut from the beginning to the end or not? Tanakamal says, Ena Lesechirut, Ela Lebasof. Therefore, when I come along and tell the lady, I have Mikodesh Shetli, from now I'm telling you, I'm Mikodesh Shetli, when I give you back the ring. Good. Once you give back the ring, that's when she owes him the money. It's not a loan. It hits Besof, Mekodesh. Rabbi Natan says, no, no, no. Even that case, no good. Because she doesn't owe the money at that point. She owed the money already from before. Therefore, no good. Now, Ben Rabbi Natan, Rabbi Yudan, Asika Benayu, Malveh Upruta. And according to Rabbi Natan, Rabbi Yudan, the difference between them is going to be the Pirutakis. Because Rabbi Natan gave a case what? He says, whether you said... What you owe me, or what you're going to, when I give it back to you, and it's finished, doesn't matter, no good. And he didn't stipulate that if you put an extra nofik, he owes, even if you put an extra nofik on it, no good. Because he owes, that's right, he owes like the Achim that say, da'ata is on the milveh and on the peruta, no good. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda came along and said, no, even Rosif nofik, then already it'll be good. Because he owes that when you're giving back milveh and a peruta, her da'at is on the so we'll stop over here, but let's just review what came out of it. Came out, we have a, just, what you have to take out of the sugya, as, a, as to capitulate the whole sugya, number one, you learn the sugya, that holds human kone That's a very important yesod 
in this taf over here, that when an uman is being paid for a job, and you give him raw product, and he comes along and enhances the item, the item belongs to him. Right. When he's giving it back, he's basically selling it to you. He's selling to his chilek that's in the item. Nafkamina, if he breaks it in the interim, he broke his own item, he would only have to return wood. That's one concept that we learned Similar on today's to a thief, by the way. Right. Similar to the Kenyan and the Shinui. Right. Very good. Very good. The next concept that we have to take away from the daf is which is a famous maluka throughout Shas. How do you look at a guy when he's working? Is the, is the work paid every minute that a piruta accrues, like you said, I owe it, I owe it, and that would be very important, because I would not be able to make a lady then in such a way, because you're not allowed to make Kadesh a lady with a malveh. So that would be part of the makhluk. And basically we saw three she taught, we have some hold, some say no, some say shirut happens at the end. If you hold shirut happens at the end, it means I work, I work, she owes me nothing, she owes me nothing, she owes me nothing. When does she owe me? At the final, then I can be Mekadesh according to that uh, opinion over there. That's actually the opinion of uh, Tarakama of this Braita, whereas the Binatan holds. No, the third Shita holds. You're right. When you have a Malve and a Piruta, how do I look at that dynamic? So, which means I'm giving the lady back a Piruta, Nofik, an extra doodad on the item, plus the Malve. So, the Binatan looks at it, Binatan looks at it and says, you know what? Her dad is on the Piruta. Because if Adat was on the Malveh, Angie will be no good. The continues, Amar Shemuel, Tabach Uman, Shekelkel, Hayav, Neshalem, Maziku, Poshayahu. Nasak, Omedlo, Shahotli, Mikan, Neshahatlo, Mikan. So Shemuel says, Tabach Uman, that's a Shahet, he's a Uman, he's a professional. Shekelkel, he gave something to Shahet for you to slaughter an animal. Kilkel, he messed up. So he has to pay. So the Gemara says, he's a mazik, he's a damager, he's a posheya, he's negligent. The Gemara calls him two words, a mazik and a posheya. Me'asa, it's like, ke'omed lo, it's like you tell a guy, shechot mi mekan, you tell him, slaughter me from here, from the kanin de veshet. Ve'shachat lo mekan, he slaughtered from somewhere else. Guilty, he's uh, negligent. What's his double language, maziku, posheya? Why that double language? He's a damager, he's negligent. If I just would have said mazik, I would have said maybe it's only hayav where you're paying him. So Tadakha says that a shomer sachar, when you give him a socher, when you pay him, when you pay him money for a job, oh, once you pay a guy money, now he's responsible even for honest. So therefore, if I just would have said mazik, it's okay, only because you pay the money. Aval lo. But now that he does it for free, so I would have thought, no, that's why it says posheyahu. Because halakha says that a person that does something without paying, he's patur on honest, but he's chayav on, he's chayav even on, he's chayav on peshi'ah. And therefore the Gemara says he's a mazik, he's a posheyah. It's considered negligent. And therefore, even if you didn't pay him money to do it, you're going to be chayav. Look at Rashi, tabach kel chayav, or the most wahidyot, a commoner that does the shakita. He has no right slaughtering an animal if he has no expertise. The ka'avid bischar. The mazik hayab be'onsin. Right? A mazik is hayab even be'onis. The adab mu'ad le'olam ben shogeg ben mezid. Be'dekari le mazik le'hayevo be'onis. Shma' minah. What's that? Aleph? Comes and teaches me. 
באותו שכר כאמר. בעושה שכר. בעושה שכר, better. When the guy is getting been extra careful, maybe the animal is going to jump and move these ahead by it. Be careful that you slaughter in the right place. So therefore the fact that it says maziku, that tells me it's mazik. Mazik is chayav even be'onis. But that would only be if you're getting paid. But if we weren't getting paid, I'm on patud be'onis. That's what it says, poshayau. Poshay, even if you get, even if it's even if it's a hanam, even if I'm not getting paid. I'm doing it for free. doesn't matter. You still have to be careful from poshayau. And you're a poshayau. Why? You hold on to the animal good. You know the animal is jumping around. So Kavuz Gabran says, Rav Hamma Bar Guria asked the question to Shemuel. He gave an animal to the butcher, and he slaughtered it wrong, and it became a nivela. Uman patur hediot hayav. So the uman is patur. Right against what Shemuel just said. And the Gabran says further, hediot hayav, okay, hediot good, because hediot had no right to slaughter in the first place. Ve'im noten sachar, oh, but if you pay him, ben hediot, ben uman hayav, Oh, so you see, when it comes to paying, so then already, even the uman is hayab. But you see what? If you didn't pay him, patur. That goes against what Shemuel said. Shemuel said, even if you don't pay, he's considered a poshaya. Amar so when Shemuel heard this question against him, he says, le'achich mochach. Your mind should become uh, muddled, like, um, like dirty water. Meaning he cursed him. Uh, why? It seems he didn't like the way he was asking the question. It seems, it seems that the student asked the question in a condescending way, and therefore he said, what kind of way ask a question like this for? Uh, therefore he says, your, your brain should become muddled. Another rabbi came along and asked the same question, and he got the same curse. He asked the same question against Shemuel. Now you're going to take what your friend just took. Which means, I just gave your friend a curse for asking a question like that. Now he took the same thing that your friend took. I'm telling you the shitav Rabbi Meir. And you're bringing me a shitav Rabbanan of the rabbis? Why aren't you medayek on what I was saying? Didn't I tell you the reason why the, the, um, the uman is hayab? Because it's a mazik. Because it's a poshaya. It's like... Which means we consider him negligent, even though he's a professional, even though uh, 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 he knows what he's doing. Doesn't matter. It's as if I tell a guy, slaughter me from over here, this part of the animal, the good part of the animal, you slaughter from a different part. And we see that the bimi'id is mahmir, that even if you did, you know, uh, uh, um, he's very mahmir when it comes to damages, that he puts the onus on the damage even more than the opinion of the. Of the rabbis, man eat the haysevara. Who's the who holds this logic that, that the mazik is very 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 guilty? Yes, be very careful. Which means he should have been uh, he should have been extra careful. Which means she was saying, ask me a question for. I'm saying she time to be meir. So you bring me a brayta from the rabbanan. He should have been careful when I said, he's a mazik, he's a poshaya. That's a bimir, bimir is mahmir when it comes to damages. So don't ask me a question from a brighter from the Rabbanan against the shita of the bimir. Now which should the bimir? The Gemara is going to struggle here for a little while to try to find, where do you see the bimir is mahmir by damages? Where do you see it? So the Gemara says, hey the bimir, where is this the bimir? hey the bimir, We learned earlier in the Masechet, the Mishnah, you took the animal. 
you tied your animal up with a leash. Musirah. Right? Vina'al bifanav kira'ui. And you put a lock in front of it. Good, you put a door in front of it. You locked it up. Vyatsav izik. And it went out and damaged. Ben tam ben muad chayav darir mimir. The mimir says, you're still chayav. Whether it's a tam or well, even though you tied it up, even though you put a door, even though you locked it. So you see what the mimir is? Very strict when it comes to the laws of damages. So you see, similarly over here, I don't care you're an umam. You got uh, uh, the, the animal, you slaughtered it wrong, you'll be hayav. That's not, that's not, that's not the mimir we're talking about over here. Hatam epeligit. Over there, if you remember that mahloket, why the Bimi was so strict, it was based on Pisukim. It was a Gizrat Katuv over there. When it comes to watching an animal, a tam, an muad, he learned from Pisukim over there that even if you tie it up and put a door, you're going to be hayaf. So do not bring it ayah from tam and muad story to the case of a uman chuchet. <coughs> okay, so then what, what should be me? Are we talking about over here? Ela had bimi inetnan. The guy gave his, his, uh, the uman wool. Do me a favor, dye it red. He dyed it black. Shahor uspaol adom, or black, and he dyed it red, vice versa. Oh, he says you have to pay. He's guilty. He's got to pay him back for his uh, for his wool. Even though, uh, uh, why? The, the assumption of the Gemara is he made a mistake. Hey, he wasn't wasn't uh, malicious. But still, you see what? The Bibi holds the mazik to a very high standard. Simply the uman, I gave you something to slaughter. You messed up. You're going to be hayav uh, to pay. Come on, you're keeping it hayav from the case of the dye. Why? Hatam biyadayim kilao mine. Over there, we're talking about he did it on purpose. He burnt the wool on purpose. Uh, purpose, of course, he's going to be hayav. Which is, he went and he maliciously uh, damaged the wool. That's why he has to pay for the wool. You have no hayav to the case where the uman made a mistake uh, when he slaughtered. We found it. of the following Mishnah. Remember, we had a case of a guy's walking in the shoot the beam and his jug broke. He was nitkal. Nitkal means he tripped. The jug fell on the floor. So what, I'm going to the outside first. What happened? What, what do we say in that case over there? So you should be innocent. Uh, at least the time that it takes you to pick it up. Once, once you're negligent after that time, then you should be hayav. Rabbi Meir says no. You hayav immediately. Even though you nitkal, even though you tripped. Doesn't matter, Nitkal is considered a poshaya, and therefore if somebody tripped on those chards of broken habit, you're going to be hayav. You see, the Bimi'ir puts a great responsibility on a damager. Case, your card fell and you didn't pick it up. Or your camel fell, the Bimi'ir omer hayav. Beniskan, the Bimi says you hayav in damage. Vachemim umrim patur midine adam vachayav bidine shamayim. Vekaimalan, and we know what the case was talking about over there. Benitkal posheya openigi. He was nitkal. He tripped. Oh, so you see what the Bimi is mehayev even on a nitkal, even though the guy tripped, he didn't have time to pick it up. Even doesn't matter. The Bimi says you consider point. So that's the Bimi that says also what that when you go to Oman. Tuman, I mean, he, 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 was, he, he wasn't malicious, doesn't matter. He made a mistake in the shaita. Even if you didn't pay him, he is going to be hayab. Maziku, posheyahu, because he should have been extra careful. So that's what Shimon was saying. I said, I'm bringing you to be here. You asked me a question from uh, rabbis? Uh, your head should go uh, muddled. Amar Ababar Barchanan, Amar Bihanan, the Bihanan says, Tabach umanch kilkel hayab. Oh, the Bihanan says, the uman. Tabah, the butcher, or the slaughterer, messes up. Even if he's such an expert uman, 
tabah, like the tabahim from the city of Tzipuri, that I guess were well known to be good shohatim. There was a story of a guy, a Uman, slaughterer, that slaughtered and made the animal a nevela in the Bet Knesset of Me'on. Prove to me that you're an expert when it comes to slaughtering chickens. And I'll poter you. So you see, while he was poter the expert, he just told the shayt, "Prove to me that you're an expert, and you'll be off the you'll be off the hook." Oh, so you see what he's poter, so, but he said it's chayav. So make up your mind, Yochanan, lakasha, kam bechinam, kam b'schar. When was he poter in the case where the guy was doing it for free? When he was doing it for free, so therefore it's not uh, he's not considered a poshaya. Doing it for free, only chayav if you are poshaya. However, if you're getting paid. That even honest, that even if it was a mistake, you're going to be higher. So that was the two stories. One, the case where he said Japantur was so he wasn't getting paid. The case where he said Yahayab was talking about where he was indeed getting paid. When you give something to the Tabah to slaughter and you want the Tabah to be responsible, give him a dinar first. Pay him. By paying him, then already you know he'll be responsible. So again, if a person wants the tabach to be hayab, yagdim lo dinar. Give him a dinar first to make sure he's a uh, getting uh, getting paid. Not if you're going to pay him. Yagdim lo dinar. Pay him. Metive. The Gemara has a question. Hamoli chetim letchon. You went to to you brought chetim wheat to the grinder. You want him to grind the wheat. Velo latatam. He was uh, he didn't do the right job. He, was, he didn't soak them first. Because then when you soak them, then it comes out, the brand, the, the, the chaff comes off of the hitta, and it comes out a nice flower. In the end, what happened? Va'asan subin. Ended up coming out uh, subin, with the kilipa, with the shell on it. Because he didn't soak them pr- properly. So the guy ended up getting subin, which he doesn't want. Or mursan. Type of or mursan, or type of brand. So it came out messed up. Kemach lenachtom, you gave flour to the, to the baker. That's bread that falls, meaning bread that crumbles, not a good consistency. Oh, you gave an animal to the tabah, oh, our case, and it became a nebelah. Because he's it's like he's getting paid, which is mashma that he's not getting paid. But we treat it like he's getting paid, that means the uman is going to be hayav. In all cases, okay. So and then that's a bright way asking a question from. So the Gemara says, "Ema no se I change the language. Instead of saying it's like he's getting paid, say because he's getting paid. Oh, because he's getting paid. We understand. There's a difference between when he does it for free or when he gets paid. Hahu magrumta. Oh, so we have to know. A case over here, which we never discussed before yet, a story of hagrama when a person is being slaughtering an animal. You have to sort of the kaneh and the veshet, right? The kaneh is the windpipe, and the veshet is the uh, esophagus, the trachea and the esophagus. The trachea of the animal has rings. That's what it looks like, has rings and rings and rings and rings and rings. What you're basically supposed to do when you make shakita is you have to slaughter one ring, okay? Fully, or majority. So you go straight. But let's say you have an animal that was slaughtered by hagrama. Hagrama means where he inclined where he started to slaughter one ring, and he finished, and the knife came out on the ring on top of it. Mm. So he slaughtered on an incline. That's not considered a 
valid shechita, at least it's machloket. Now, the case of the machloket really is, even if he slaughtered, let's say, one of the rings, the majority, and then he finished on hagrama, on, a, on an incline, and he went above the tabat. <coughs> so then we have machloket to Biyose and Rabbanan. The Biyose says uh, that the animal is, uh, I'll tell you now, look at Ashi. Magrumta. Let me read it straight in the sheet. Shachat metoch achat tabaot. You slaughtered one of the tabaot, one of the rings. Vigris. Chutz. And you went up. You inclined up. Ben tabaot tabaot between another other tabaot. Vishiyed malea chut ad pene ruba. Verabi yosem verabi yudam machshila. Ah. So he says when you when you when you when you went the majority of one and then you just continued going up. Verabi yosem says it's kashena balanse. Still it's going to be. Asur. That's the Mahlokin. Now we get to a story that happened in Bedin. Gabara says, magrumta They brought the animal to Rav. It was a hagrama. Magrumta. It was a slaughtered on an incline. Rav looked at the animal. Vittarfe. He said, no good. Taref. Not only that, upatre tabah And he also was poted the butcher from having to pay money. So, yahumra. <laughs> the guy, first of all, your animal is uh, terefa, and you can't get money back from the uh, butcher. So Yavra says, So two rabbis met uh, this guy, the guy that came to court. So they told the guy, Wow, he says, Rav did two things for you. Now, what, did, what did they mean when they said two things? My tarte, tarte If they meant to say, Wow, he was mahmir on you. He, 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 he did two psakim to your disadvantage. Meaning, what did they say? Because really, he should have taken the opinion of Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah. That is the opinion that he could have said the animal was kashir. And instead, what did he do? And instead, he made a taref like the rabbis. Now, and even if he wanted to posik like the banan, he should have uh, at least make the tabah pay. So really, with the court to the Gemara Tavamina, the two rabbis told the uh, the litigant that came to the betin, "Wow, I've really got you on two uh, two two halachot. He got you coming and going. He told you that it's no good, even though he could have been uh, he could have took the shetav to be yosef, and even though he was posigin a banan, he got you on the damages. They told you that the tabah doesn't have to pay." Gemara says, "Umi sharel lememar ki hay gavna." What do you mean? Are, there, are, are two rabbis that were sitting in Betin allowed now to go to the litigant and start bad mouthing the, the other rabbi in the court? When the litigant comes out of Betin, Lo Yomar, one of the rabbis that sat on the Betin is not allowed to tell the litigant, Ani Mizakeh, oh by the way, I voted for you. But my friends were against you. He cannot say that. What can I say? The majority was against me. That his person is going the wrong way who reveals secrets. What happens in Betin is a private matter. You cannot go now and start to find favor in the eyes of the, of the litigant. I voted for you, but the majority was against you. So that's what's coming along. They're knocking uh, Rav. No, he, he, could, he could have ruled in your favor. I don't know what he did. They couldn't have told him that. And they were saying, you know what? Rav, he judged two halachot in your favor to protect you. Number one, he didn't want you to eat something that's safik. Therefore, he was posek lahmir, that the animal is taref. Even though he could have been posek lahmir, he saved you. 
Umanach v'safek gezelah. And he also saved you from safek gezelah. Because on the side that it's kasher, so then the tabak doesn't have to pay. If you're going to take money from the butcher now for damages, you take the money that doesn't belong to you. So therefore, he, he helped you. He, he didn't want you to eat tarifah, safek, and he didn't want you to take money that might not belong to you. Itmar, we have a statement. Okay, you want yad dinar, yad a coin. You went to the money changer. You asked the money changer, is it legitimate or not? They're able to see counterfeit coins or not. He looked at the coin, he said, you know what? The coin's legitimate, go use it. What happened? Turned out it was counterfeit. Oh, so now is the shulchani guilty? Kamara says, Tani hada uman patur hidyot hayav. One writer says the uman is patur and the hidyot is hayav. Well, we can understand the hidyot. Who asked them to give a ruling? The hidyot. You have no idea what you're talking about. And we can understand the uman is patur because uh, it was a mistake. It wasn't, it wasn't negligent. Oh, but we have another writer that says it doesn't matter. Even uman is going to be hayav. So the Gemara says, Amar Papa, Kitanya Uman Patur. When do we say that Uman is Patur? Kegon Danku Isur. These were two money changers, famous money, that's their names. Danku and Isur. They Lord Sidiqa Migmar Klal. They did not have to learn anything. They knew everything about coins. They didn't have to learn anymore, go to school, study it. They knew, they were experts. She'en Kedug Matam. Those guys over there, if they make a mistake, they're patur, because really it's uh, honest. You, can, you can't uh, hold them responsible. So Gabriel says, wait, if they're perfect and they're experts and they, they don't make mistakes, Ela b'maytau. So how do they make a mistake in this case then? Which is, you tell me in one case they're patur. Danku, Isu, guys like this, they know everything. So how do they make a mistake on the counterfeit over here? So Gabriel says, ta'u b'sikhta chadta. They made a mistake on the new ink. Because at that point the government changed the ink on the coins. And therefore they weren't expert on the new ink. And somebody counterfeited a new coin like that with the new ink. And therefore since they didn't have yet clarity or, or expertise on the new coin that they just minted with the, the new ink, that's why they made a mistake. Look at Rashi. Start with Rashi Hamar'eh. Right, you want to know if the coin is good? And his friend, you know, his friend received it. They were expert money changers. Which means the government took out the old coins. And they put a new, a new mold, a picture. That's what they say, sikhta is the actual ink itself. Some kind of dye. A dye, kind of the press. Which means they weren't yet familiar with the new coin, basically. With the dye, the press. So therefore, that's why you cannot hold them responsible. That's what we're saying, sikhta is a mold. Okay, not uh, the ink. They made a new, uh, like she says. New impression. New, pre- new impression, new tsura. They weren't familiar with the new tsura. Okay, so it's not ink, it's the uh, mold. Good. Okay, new story, Yabra says, Ahi iteta. There was a lady. The Ahsiya Dinra Rabihiya. She wants to show the coin to Rabihiya. Rabbi, is the, is the coin legitimate or is it counterfeit? Amar mm-hmm. he said to her, Ma'alyahu, it's okay, it's fine, coin's good. The Mahar, Atayna Kameh, she comes back to the Rabbi, I showed it in the market, Va'amrule Bishahu. They told me it's counterfeit. Velo, Kanafikli, and they won't let me use it. 
Go change the coin for it's my fault. Go now, change the coin for give her a real coin. Vichtov Apinkasi. And write on my ledger Din Esik Bish. This was bad business. Meaning I shouldn't have made a ruling. I shouldn't have got involved with this uh, in the first place. I told her the coin is okay. She went and, and used it. And therefore, now she was relying on my uh, psak. Now they said the coin is, uh, is, is not legitimate. Oh, so you know what? Go pay her. Huh? And go make a, uh, a ledger just to know losses for the month. Essek Bish, bad business. The loss of a coin. Why Essek Bish? That she says, look at the two, two lines at the bottom. Sechonad Ahi. I shouldn't have looked at it in the uh, in the first place, which means she got the coin as payment from somebody. Okay, and therefore she went to the rabbi. Rabbi, it's a good payment. Yeah, it's a good payment. Don't worry about it. She told me, okay, take it, take, take care. The rabbi said it's a good coin. Next day she found out it was really counterfeit. The rabbi said, you know what? I shouldn't have looked at it in the first place. The Gemara says, "Umay shenad danku veisud de patre." Why did you say danku and isud? Guys like that, that high level. Why they patur mishum de not sdichi de migmar? Because they don't have to learn anymore. Because she said they know everything. The bechayana me lovely migmar kabare. Also, the bechayabare he was an expert. He was such an expert that they putting him on the level of danku and isud. So therefore, why did he say he's chayav? The Chayana, we said, if you're such an expert, you don't have to learn anymore. You're patur. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Chayal, if ni mishurat adilu da'avid. He went above and beyond the letter of the law. Kedetani Rabbi Yosef. The Gemara is going to make a dirashana on a pasuk. It says, You should teach them uh, the road. Which road is this? Zebet hayyehim. That's referring to their life. What is the person's life? Zu, as she says, Talmud Torah. The Pasuk says that's referring to Kim Hayenu Veori Chemenu. The Torah is saying, I, I, I'll give you the whole Pasuk, just so you get the flavor of the Pasuk. It says, Bezata etem et hokim et Torah veodata lahim. You should warn them all the laws and all the statutes, and you should vodatalem, you should guide them. Guide them what? If they have to study Torah, that that is their life. They're bit hayyehim. The kind of Gemara refers to Torah. Bit hayyehim, their life. It's a derech. What's the derech? That's the next part of the Pasuk. Zu gimilut hasadim. That's referring to the fact that people have to be involved in gimut hasadim. Yelchu, that's a go. Where do you go? Zu bikur hodim. Ba to it. Zu kibura. That's the mitzvah of burial. Et ma'aseh. Ze haddin. Asher yasun. Zu lefni mishurat haddin. So you see over here that the Torah even tells you that there's a certain standard of din and there's a certain standard of lefnim mishurat haddin. And Torah is telling you they don't only follow the law, but you also have to follow beyond. Look at the look at the top of the shibat. Bikur olim ukibura. Parchinat be'edu mitziot. Hanu gibrut hasadim. What do you mean? We just said it's a derech zukimut hasadim. Then the pasuk gives me bikur olim and kibura. Is not gimut hasadim? It's included in chesed. So the Gemara says umukila bikur olim be ben gilo v'noter echad mishim bechodio. We're talking about a special bikur olim. That what? That you're in the same mazal as that sick person. And the Gemara said in Berachot when you go visit somebody that you're in the same mazal, you're able to take away one sixtieth of the sickness. So that's a higher level. And for ukbura bezaken ve'enu lefikibodo. Talking about, let's say, uh, to bury, and the person that's doing the burying is a zaken, is a tamid hacham, and it's beneath his dignity to go bury. The Torah is saying, still, go bury. So never give up. Azalim is regular. Bikur means ben gilo, and kibura is referring to even a 
Zaken, it's not uh, for his kavod, still it is a for him to go do the mitzvah. Amen, amen.